Good morning, Grace Church. I'm actually much better at parallel parking than that, all right? Just had to make a video, all right? Um, welcome, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> welcome to Grace Church. It's really, really an honor to have you here with us this morning. My name is Justin Ross. I'm the lead pastor here at Grace. I want to welcome those of you that are watching online, those of you that are here in person. And uh, I don't want you to answer this out loud, but um, are you feeling stuck in your life? You know, the, the, the title of this series is Forward, and, and we're trying to move forward in our faith. We're trying to move forward in our life, but some of us, we may feel stuck, like um, we don't know which way to go. We don't know how to get out of a situation that we're in. We might feel stuck in our, you know, um, with our finances, not knowing how to get out of debt. We might be stuck, you know, in, in a marriage situation that isn't healthy. We might just feel stuck um, spiritually, but sometimes... We're stuck because we're on the wrong path, all right? Much like um, this guy up on um, Engineer, all right? You guys saw this in the paper, all right? He was uh, a 30-foot delivery truck on Engineer Pass. It's a four-wheel drive pass. um, This is a good lesson not to always follow your GPS, okay? It's okay to still um, use your mind. But yeah, he got stuck. But the, the reason I wanted to show this to you is because he was on the wrong path. He was on the wrong road, and sometimes we got to get off of the wrong path, and we need to get on the right path in order to get unstuck, in order to move forward. Today, we're concluding our three-part series called Forward, and and we've been asking some questions throughout this series, and today we're going to be asking another question, but we've asked questions like, where are we? We've asked the question, "Where where are you personally? Like, where are you in your faith with Jesus Christ? Where are you when it comes to your relationships with your spouse or with your family or with your friends? Where are you when it comes to your stewardship, your finances? Where are we as a church? And then um, last week, we asked the question, where should we be? Okay, maybe you know where you are, but it's not really where you want to be. And so we tried to answer that question, where should we be as a church? And um, today, we're asking the question, how do we get there? Okay, where are we? Where are you? Where should we be? And then how do we get there? And we uh, learned some, some things throughout this series. We learned that sometimes the enemy uses gates, all right? The Bible gives reference to hell, that it's the gates of hell. And sometimes the enemy likes to block your forward progress or your advancement, whether it be personally or our advancement as a church. And we talked about the gates that the enemy uses. Um, we talked about how the enemy likes to use the gate of distractions. Sometimes you can get so distracted on so many other things that you lose focus on what you should be moving towards. We talked about the gate of fear. The enemy is the author of fear, and oftentimes fear will keep you from stepping out in faith and doing whatever God may be leading you to do. We talked about the gate of apathy. Apathy, where it's like you just don't even really care about spiritual matters. You don't really care about moving forward. You're just apathetic, and that can be a gate to your forward progress. And then we talked about the gate of lukewarmness where there just isn't a passion, there isn't a fire in your life to advance, to move forward. And it can be a gate that blocks your forward progress. Last week, we looked at the life of Jacob. 
and we focus more on the church, like where should we be as a church? And we learned through the life of Jacob that church is a place where you connect with God. And church should be a place where you come and you connect with the living God. We also learned that church is a place where you have a conversation with God. Listen, if you come to church and you don't connect with God and you don't have a conversation with God, you didn't go to church, okay? You may have gone to a concert, you may have listened to a TED Talk, but you didn't go to church. You need to connect with God, you need to have a conversation with God, and then we learned through the life of Jacob that church is a place where you make a commitment. You see, in order to get off of the wrong path that you may be on, it involves a decision, We learned that Jacob made a vow. He made a promise. He made a commitment. Sometimes in order to get off of the wrong path, you have to make a commitment, a decision to get on the right path. So if we know where we are and we know where we should be, the question that we're trying to answer today is, how do we get there? How do we get there? You know, and I think... um, Many of us, we have different ideas of where we should be, and and we know there's places we should be when it comes to our marriage or our finances or our church. We we know where we should be, but the, the, the question is, is how do we get there? And the question to that answer is not what you may think, all right? The question of how do we get there? I think the answer to that question, it may it may frustrate some of us this morning. It may maybe confuse some of us. Some of us may be put off by it a little bit. Some of us, it may inspire. Others of us will be encouraged by it. But the answer to the question, how do we get there, it may seem a little bit backwards to you. You see, in God's kingdom, or in God's economy, our striving, our strategizing, our laboring, our working, all of our efforts are nothing. Like they don't even matter if they're done apart from Jesus Christ. We're going to be in John chapter 15 this morning and I want to encourage you to open your Bibles there. I would love for you to just read it for yourself. And um, if you don't have a Bible here this morning, that's okay. We're going to have the verses up on the screen. But um, like we often say, if, if you don't own a Bible or you want a Bible, we would love to give you a Bible today, and it's completely free. We just want to give you a Bible of your own. Um, you can go to the uh, Connect table after the service and just ask for a Bible, and we'd love to give you one. But uh, we're in John chapter 15. Jesus is about to go to the cross. He's about to give his life for our deliverance and for our salvation. He's about to die a very brutal death, and He's talking with his disciples and he's giving them some final instructions, kind of like some final encouragements, some final thoughts. And now what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to read John chapter 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 17. And I know that oftentimes I think we might come to church to to hear the explanation of Scripture or to hear the explanation of verses that we read. But I want us to do something a little bit different today, all right? Today, what I want us to do is I really want you to listen to these words as I read them, and I want you to understand that these are the words from Jesus Christ. Like, 
Imagine if Jesus was standing up here. If we knew that Jesus Christ was speaking to us this morning, I think we would all be on the edge of our seat and we'd be like, hey, this is Jesus. Like, he's going to say something really good to us. I think it's going to apply to my life. Like, I want you to listen to these words knowing that they are from Jesus. And so what I'm trying to say is, let's let the scriptures be the highlight this morning, okay? Let's let the scriptures do the talking this morning. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 17. I'm not going to add any of my own commentary. We're just going to listen to the words of Jesus. And I pray and I trust that they're really going to be a blessing to you this morning. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. The very words of Jesus Christ. I want us to focus in on the word fruit. Okay, we read a lot about fruit, and I want us to focus in on the word fruit this morning. Jesus says, bear fruit. Okay, at the very beginning, when we started reading, he said, I, I want you to bear fruit. I want you, your fruit, or your life rather, to be fruitful. And then he says, I want you to produce even more fruit. And then in verse 5, he says, to bear even more fruit than that. And then finally, in verse 16, Jesus says to bear fruit that will last or fruit that will remain. 
You see, that's God's desire for your life. That's God's desire for your marriage, for your business. Um, That's God's desire for your relationships, your friendships. He wants them to be fruitful. And not just a little bit of fruit. He wants them to, to be overflowing, even more fruit, and fruit that will last, fruit that will remain. Just yesterday, my family and I were trying to, to beat the freeze coming in, you know, and we have an apple tree that's just right outside our house. And I can't tell you, this tree is just exploding with apples. There was apples everywhere. And we said, we need to get these apples off, um, you know, before this freeze, before they start rotten. And so our plan was, is, uh, you know, my, my mom and dad and, and my family, we got a big sheet. I was holding the corner. Uh, my dad was holding the corner. Cody and Caden were holding the corners. And Isaac actually climbed up in the tree, and we kind of stood underneath, you know, holding, holding the sheet, and he started shaking the branches, and the apples just started coming down. It was actually, we were laughing our heads off. I mean, it was so much fun, but if I could have gotten a video, and if I could have shown it to you this morning, I would have, but it, it happened in real time, but it was almost like it was in slow motion. I was holding the sheet, and I looked over at my dad, and one of the biggest, ripest, like juiciest apples came down from the branch. And it hit him square right on the top of the head. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. It's funny when your dad, like, gets hurt. I don't know why that is. <laughs> but uh, it was exploding with fruit. And I was getting ready to preach this sermon this morning. And I'm like, man, that's what God wants for my life. That's what God wants for your life. He wants it to just be exploding with fruit. That's what God desires. So we're going to focus in on the word fruit. So let's let's talk about fruit for just a moment. Let's look at three different characteristics of fruit. Okay, you need to understand this about fruit. Number one, fruit always represents the character of the tree that it came from. Okay, fruit always represents the character of the tree that it came from. You won't find apples on pear trees, and you won't find pears on orange trees. The character of the tree will always determine the nature of the fruit. Number two, fruit is always visible. You can always see it. Okay? I don't know, maybe... Maybe you've experienced this. I'm going to think you're crazy if you have, but I have never seen invisible fruit, all right? It's always visible. You can always see it. If you're bearing fruit, if your life is bearing fruit, our church is bearing fruit, you know, your marriage, your business, whatever it may be, other people will see it. It will be visible. And then number three, what we need to understand about fruit is fruit always exists for the benefit of somebody else. Fruit always exists for the benefit of somebody else. And the reason I say this is because fruit doesn't eat itself. If if fruit um, eats itself, it's rotten. That's the only way fruit can eat itself, is when it's rotten and nasty. You know you're bearing fruit when other people want to bite out of your life, right? When other people see like what's going on in your life and they're like, man, there's just something different about her. There's something different about him. There's something different about their their marriage and the way they're raising their kids. And there's something different about their church. And I just, I want, 
I want some of that. I want what they have. Others want to be like you, not because you're so cool. Okay, that's not it. They want to be like you because Christ is in you. And they want to follow you as you follow after Christ. That's a life that's bearing fruit. That's a life that's producing fruit. In order for us to get there, okay? In order for us to get to this place that we know we should be, in order for us to get to this place of plenty, this place of blessing, in order for us to get to the place where we're bearing much fruit, we we have to grow in our abiding. We have to grow in our remaining in. And this is where it can get a little frustrating for us. I have to admit, I'm a little frustrated when I read this because I'm a doer. And I think many of you are doers. And sometimes, honestly, I've been guilty of worshiping results. I want to see results. I want to see things happen. And I'm a doer. And I'm, let's go get it. And let's get after it. And let's get it done. And, and I want to see it happen. And then I read this and Jesus says, actually, what you need to do is abide. You need to remain in me. And it's like a, it it seems like a conflict of interest to me. Like, I want to do, Jesus, but you're telling me to stay and just abide. There's a tension there. There's a tension there. We're going to talk about that more as we go on. Ten times in the first 16 verses, the word abiding or the word remaining in is used. Ten different times. And the Greek word for abide is minnow, okay? M-E-N-O, not the minnows in a creek, but um, minnow means abide. And what that means in the Greek is to stay, to dwell, to endure, to be present, to remain, to hang out, or to stand with. Jesus says, if you want to be like me, If you want to be like Jesus, you need to hang out with me. You need to stay with me. You need to remain with me. You need to abide with me. You need to stay with me, not just visit me. I think sometimes we have the mindset, like, I'm just going to go and visit Jesus. Usually it's like on a Sunday morning, we're just going to kind of pop in and visit Jesus and maybe get some benefits from what Jesus has to offer. And then the rest of the week, we're away from Jesus. We move away from him. But he's like, no, I don't want you to just visit me. I want you to stay with me. I want you to abide. I want to be with you every day. Jesus is talking to his disciples here, okay? This may be your first time in church. This may be the first time you've watched a church service online. And man, we're so glad to have you here. We're so glad and thankful that you're here. But in the context of these verses, Jesus is actually talking to his disciples. He's talking to people who have already made the decision to step across that line of faith and they've given their lives to Jesus. They're following Jesus. And so Jesus is speaking to Christians here. The reason I say that is because this is important. If you're like, man, I want to know how to, how to bear fruit. I want my life to be fruitful. Jesus gives us the answer. He tells us exactly how to do it. Okay, so as Christians, we should kind of be sitting on the edge of our seat because here Jesus is saying, this is how you bear fruit. This is how your life is going to be like that apple tree that's just exploding with fruit. And he gives us the answer in verse 4. He says, remain in me. 
as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I, uh, I I brought a branch this morning, all right? Don't make fun of my branch, all right? I couldn't find a bigger one. I was kind of in a hurry this morning, all right? But I brought a branch. And no matter how hard this branch tries, no matter how much effort, no matter how much strategizing and striving and planning and no matter how much work this branch puts forth, it will not bear any fruit. I mean, it could, it could grunt, it could groan, it could be like, yeah, I'm going to, come on, come on, bear fruit. You know, it could, it could be striving and working and trying hard. We, we, could, we could tape fruit to it, okay? I think sometimes that's what we do, right? On social media, we want our lives to look fruitful, and so we try to make it look awesome, and we could tape fruit to it, but the reality is, is this branch is still not bearing fruit. We could stick this branch in the middle of this room, we could all gather around it, and we could cheer it on. We could be like, you got this branch, all right? Man, you are in control of your destiny, branch. You got this. Come on, you got this. And it's still not going to bear any fruit. The only way a branch produces or bears fruit is when it is connected to the vine. That's the only way. Otherwise, like what we do in the spring and in the fall is we get a rake and we rake up all these types of branches and sometimes we burn them and sometimes we haul them to the dump because they are worthless to us. The only way your life, your marriage, your business, your church, the only way any of those things are going to bear fruit is if it's in the vine. It's in the source of power, the source of strength. And that's Jesus Christ. The branch apart from the vine will wither and die. And it doesn't matter how much we strive, we plan, we strategize, we grunt, we groan. There will be no fruit apart from the vine. How many of you like to drink hot tea? All right, a few of us. All right, we're kind of moving into the season of hot tea. All right, my wife and I, Trisha and I, we like to drink hot tea in the fall. And um, sometimes she'll put this oil, it's called thieves oil. You know, she'll put a little bit in there and some honey. And it's like, ah, oh, it's just really yummy goodness. But other times, you know, I'll get a tea bag. And I, I just want to talk about how we make tea. You might make it a little bit different. But sometimes people will get a hot cup of water. They'll get a tea bag. And I like to call them dippers. All right, because they just dip in. And they dip out, they dip in, they dip out, they get a spoon, they might wrap it around the spoon, they might squeeze the tea bag, you know, and it just kind of makes a big mess. And that's what dippers do, all right? Me, on the other hand, I get a cup of hot water, I get a tea bag, I put it in the hot water, and I walk away. That's what abiders do, okay? That's what abiders do. And that tea bag, the water flows through the tea bag. 
And then all of a sudden the transformation happens and that water turns into tea. You put a little honey in it and it is so good, right? I think some of us in our lives were dippers. We'll dip into church and then maybe we'll get upset at the pastor or we don't like someone that we saw at church or you know, maybe we just let emotions take over and so we dip out. We dip into church and we dip out of church. Or maybe we dip into the scriptures and we read something and maybe it was kind of hard to understand and we didn't really get it and so we dip out. And what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, no, you need to endure. You need to abide. You need to remain. You need to stay. Even if you don't like the person you're sitting next to, even if you saw someone in the back corner that you had conflict with, who cares? You need to remain. Stay with me. You need to abide. You need to stay. You need to remain. Don't dip in. Don't dip out. You need to abide. And then that's when the transformation begins to happen. What if we had a Jacob mindset? The reason I say this is last Sunday I talked about Jacob. He was a man in the scripture who wrestled with God. If you can imagine, crazy. But Jacob wrestled with God, and we learned that Jacob did not let go until God changed him. What if we had a Jacob mindset where we said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to stay in the scriptures. I'm going to stay with God's people. I'm going to hang on until God changes me. I'm going to abide. I'm going to remain. I'm going to endure. Sometimes when it's my turn to do the dishes, all right, for some reason in my house, <laughs> whenever there's lots of pots and pans, it's my turn to do the dishes. I don't know if, how this works, but for, for whatever reason, whenever there's a lot of dishes to do, it's like, hey, Justin, or, you know, hey, babe, you know, it's your turn tonight. And I'm like, I don't keep track of whose turn it is, so I'm like, oh, shoot, I guess I'm stuck with the dishes tonight. But you may do this. What I do when I have a pan that's just has all kinds of crusty stuff on it and it's just going gonna, gonna to take days to scrape it off, what do you do? I, I do this. I fill it up with water. I set it in the sink, and I walk away, <laughs> right? And I let it abide. Yeah, I let it abide overnight, right? And then the next morning, if I remember, <laughs> okay, the next morning I come, and all that burnt stuff, no, it's not burnt. Trisha never burns a meal, all right? All the, all the <laughs> crusty stuff, it actually just wipes right off. Because it's been abiding in that water, right? You know, the reason I say that is because there might be some of us here who have, we've had sin in our life. We've had struggles. We've had things that we've battled. Maybe for the majority of our lives, we've had anger issues. We've had addiction problems. And we have been trying to scrape and to clean our lives up in our own power. And it just doesn't seem to work. And you feel like, man, I have been scraping, I have been cleaning for years trying to have victory over this addiction, trying to have victory over this darkness in my life. 
And I'm trying to tell you this morning, the answer is not in your scraping and your cleaning and trying to get your life in order and trying to fix yourself. That's not the answer. The answer is you need to hang out with Jesus. You need to abide with Jesus. You need to endure. You need to remain. You need to stay with Jesus. And then that darkness, all that crap that's in your life will just wipe away. And you'll be like, wow, I've been striving in my own power. I've been trying to walk in victory in my own power, and I haven't been able to, and I spent time with Jesus. And all of a sudden, I just feel cleansed. I feel like I'm walking in freedom like I've never walked before. All of a sudden, you're walking in that freedom because the power of Christ is in you. Let me, let me ask us a very personal question this morning. And, and obviously, don't answer this out loud, okay? This is just for you to answer in your own heart, your own mind. But let me ask you a very personal question. And the question is, is why are you showing up? Why are you coming to church? Why are you showing up? I've found that I think people come to church for, for two different reasons. Sometimes it's, it's like a last-ditch effort. You know, they've maybe tried a lot of things in their own strength, and they've seen counselors, and they've tried this type of medication, and, you know, they've gone to this healing center and you know they've done just all these things and sometimes they're going to church as a last ditch effort because they want something they want what only God can give they want peace in their life they want to experience joy they want love they want community they want connection they want goodness Maybe they want self-control in their life because their life is out of control in so many different areas and they just want to have some self-control. They want what God can offer, but sometimes they don't want God. Secondly, I think a lot of times people are showing up or they come because they need something. They not only want something, but they, they need something and they need exactly what I just talked about. They need peace in their life. They need joy. They need love. They need self-control. They need what the scripture says is the fruit of the spirit, just like an apple tree bearing fruit. When you hang out with Jesus, you will bear the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faith, self-control. So we know, we know where we should be. And the question is, is how do we get there? It's like, okay, Justin, like, how do we abide? How do I hang out with Jesus? I can't even see him, you know? It's like, how does this work, dude? Like, how, how does this happen? How do I connect to the vine? I don't want to be a dead branch. I don't want to be, um, you know, not bearing fruit. How, how does this work, Justin? And I want you to know it starts with Jesus, it ends with Jesus. It's a relationship with Jesus. And in order to build a friendship, right, you want to be best friends with your spouse. You want to build a friendship, you know, with, 
with someone that you're connected with at church, in order to build a relationship, you have to spend time with that individual. You know, as, as husband and wife, you got to go on dates. you got to ha- communicate. you got to ask each other questions. you gotta, you got to do things intentionally to build that relationship. And it's the same with Jesus. you got to spend time with him. But I think there's three ways that you can abide with Christ and that are, in my opinion, probably the most effective in, in spending time with him. You can spend time with God's people at church. You can spend time in prayer. But I want to focus in on falling in love with God's word. I think that's one of the best ways that you can hear from God, you can spend time with God, is just being in his word and, and listening to him and, and learning about him and, man, just trying to seek after him and to understand him. I want to tell us about three different words in the scripture that talk about the scripture. All right, there's three different words. There's one Hebrew word, and then there's two Greek words. And they give reference to the scriptures, but they have different meanings. And I think it's going to really maybe open our eyes this morning and help us to understand better about God's word. But the first word I want us to to know is the word peh. It's P-E-H. And it's a Hebrew word, and it's found in the Old Testament. And it's actually talking about what has been written. So the idea is, is that It's the scripture, whether you believe it or not. It doesn't matter if you even open it or not. It's still God's word. The idea is God is going to do what God does no matter what you do. Okay? That's the idea. It's the scripture. It's the truth. Whether you believe it or not, whether you follow it or not, it's peh. It's the scripture. It's God's word. The other two words are Greek words, and they're found in the New Testament. The first one is logos. And this is giving reference to the content. So if you could picture a Bible, it's just God's word. It is God's word. It always is going to be God's word. But logos is when you open God's word. And it's actually understanding the content. You actually dive in and you start to understand and learn some things about God. And then the third word, it's a Greek word, it's found in the New Testament. And this one is, this is where it really makes sense, okay? You have the scriptures, you open the scriptures, and then you have the word rhema. It's R-H-E-M-A. And this is when the words of scripture jump off of the page into your heart, into your mind, or into the situation that you're facing in your life. That's called rhema. You have the scripture, you open the scripture, and then God uses the scripture to speak to your situation, to speak to your life. And I can't tell you how many times people have heard from God when they spent time in his word, and it healed brokenness in their life. It set them free from addictions. It it healed their marriages. It it gave them direction for a business decision. Like they experienced the rhema. They experienced the words jumping off of the pages into their situation, their personal situation. I think as I try to land this plane (laughs) this morning, what I'm trying to communicate to you, what Jesus was communicating to you, 
is there is a tension here. Okay, once again, I go back. I'm a doer. And I know James says, faith without works is dead. And I, and I, I wrestle with this sometimes personally because I'm like, man, am I just supposed to sit back on my couch and prop up my feet, you know, and be like, all right, Jesus, do everything, you know, I'm abiding. No, I, I don't think it works that way. It's like he uses us. He uses your personality, your giftings, your talents, your creativity. But I think the idea is, is sometimes I get out in front of God where I'm trying to do it in my own strength, my own power. I'm trying to plan it all out and strategize it all out. Or sometimes I get too far behind. And the idea is, is to be with Jesus and to actually be in relationship, to be listening, communicating with, through prayer, through the scripture. And when I hear from God and he says, I want you to do X, Y, or Z, I want you to do this or that, then you take action, right? I think that's the idea. So I hope that when you walk out of here today, you understand that the only way to move forward is by abiding in Christ. The only way to move forward is to remain in Jesus Christ and to spend time with Jesus Christ. Hang out with Jesus. Hang out with him. Talk to him. Listen to him. You say, man, I've tried that, Justin. I've prayed. I don't feel like he's answering my prayers. I've been in the scripture and I just don't, don't understand it. And church is just annoying to me, you know? Like, I just, I don't know, Justin. I've tried that. What I'm trying to tell you is abide means to endure. Be like Jacob and don't let go until God changes you. Don't let go. Remain, abide. Seek after, pursue after Jesus. And he will reveal himself to you. He will speak to your situation. He will change you. Don't let go. None of our strategies, none of our planning, none of our striving will work without Christ. So spend time with him. I'm going to close in prayer this morning. Father, thank you for these challenging words from you, Jesus. I'm, I'm personally, I'm grateful that sometimes we're, we walk away from a passage of scripture and it's not just all neat and tidy and like, oh, hey, here's a three-step plan to fixing your life. It, instead, it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta endure. I gotta battle it out. I gotta, I gotta persevere. I gotta stick it out. I can't quit. I gotta hang out with Jesus. I, I need to spend time with you, Jesus. Like, I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful for that reminder. Lord, I pray that some here this morning, maybe they've never taken that step of faith and today they would make the decision to follow you and I pray that you would make yourself known to them in ways they've never experienced before. And for others, maybe they've been saved for 26 years plus, you know, but I just pray that maybe they would be reminded this morning that, hey, don't, don't do it in your own effort. Don't strive in your own strength. You actually need to abide. You need to, you need to be connected to the vine. Otherwise, our work is in vain. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would have freedom today to work and to do what only you can do. 
We ask these things in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. We ask this in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, this morning, we're, we're going to sing a song. And I've been thinking about this this week, and I just wanted to ask you to have liberty, I guess. And what I mean by that is you're welcome to stay seated, and you can just listen to the, to the lyrics. It's a, it's a powerful song. You can stand and you can sing along. But I was going to just press in a little bit, maybe challenge some of us to actually get on our knees right there at your chair. To get on your knees and to pray. I think we have a few things to pray about in the world that we live in today. You could get on your knees, you could pray for your marriage, you could pray for your children, you could pray that God would provide so you could pay your bills, you could pray for your church, you could pray for your pastor, you could pray for our country. I think there's a few things that we could pray about this morning, so <clears throat> this song is awesome. I pray that you're blessed by it. Hey, listen, no judgment, okay? But, man, if you want to get on your knees, that would be awesome. If you want to sit and listen to the lyrics, that's awesome, too. If you want to stand and sing, that's awesome, too, all right? I just pray that God has freedom to speak to you during this time. Thanks for being here. God bless you.